0: Hello and welcome to ES Gavlan, a bi weekly podcast from four Latinx daughters. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. If this is not a welcome back for you and this is your first time hearing us, uh, maybe go back a couple hello. S- episodes. <laughs> figure out what we are we are hijas gablan we're a podcast what kind of podcast would you describe us as because people are always like well what kind of podcast is it and i'm like that is true mm, we talk a, a lot of shit part. yeah um,
1: that's what i'm gonna say like cultural like a yeah. cult- the way i speak, like
0: um i i started saying lifestyle because i feel like we talk about like mm-hmm everything but then they're like oh so you talk about like cleaning and organizing and i'm like oh I'm like, no, no. <laughs> no i don't I, I don't even do that
1: <laughs> i'm like oh that's no you're I'm, right it's not i'm like yeah <laughs> cultural podcast sounds good yeah that's why um, i said like cultural because people are like we talk about like current shit and stuff so like uh cultural critique like i don't know like mm-hmm. something okay yeah i, I like that, that. Like, i don't know i don't know what the categories are though cultural so, oh, critique.
0: My God. Yeah. and the category is Um, Um, I I, 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 like zoned out into this corner of my room for a second I am so sorry um anyway but we're back and we're happy to have you guys here um we are gonna get I was gonna say we're actually gonna get a little political today but when don't we yeah that's true Um,
1: yeah, it's very at this, true. at this point it's not like a disclaimer. It's like a remember like a this is the content. You know at the edge it's like nudity, a language. Correct. You should already know that. Yes. Um <laughs> So,
0: if you didn't listen to our last podcast, we had some special people on there. Um today we have a new person too. Today we have Vanessa. Vanessa, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. If
2: I have to. Yes, <laughs> no, I'm please. kidding. Yes, I would definitely do it. Um, I am twenty-five. My name is Vanessa. Um, well actually my name is Hilda, but I go for Vanessa. Don't call me Hilda. Um <laughs> I am twenty-five. I, I was born in Mexico. I was born in the city cauta, Morelos. Um, I came here when I was five. I'm a DACA recipient. I am a student. Uh, dallas college about to graduate with my associates in early childhood and going Queen. to pursue education love um that. i work for a nonprofit at the moment i'm an accountant and a nail tech so i'm all over the place That's an accountant like, like, and a nail tech yeah, damn i love that right i'm like okay <laughs> yeah, do you so um, a bit about me
0: I feel like on TikTok everybody has to put the disclaimer that they're like either an accountant or they're an, a spicy accountant.
2: Oh no, I'm not a spicy accountant. I went for a nonprofit <laughs> at an accounting center. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine a spicy accountant for a nonprofit? Oh my god, yes, for a nonprofit. I feel like that's so true.
1: People have to clarify now because like yes, no, I do. Accountant.
2: I do. And they're like an accountant or an accountant accountant, and I'm like, no, just an accountant. <laughs> yes. and Would I'm married. You- and the mother three dogs.
0: I was about to say, wait, you have kids? I was, I like, know, no, I was no, like, no. like, I know. Like, no, I was like, no, I follow no, you why? on Instagram. I had never seen any kids on your <laughs> Instagram. Mm-hmm. I was like, there she has that well. No. <laughs> there is, there's there's no secret children. <laughs> um, children. Wait, I don't think we sent. I'm Brianna.
1: I'm Maria Jose. And I'm Lenny yeah we're all out of order today yeah we're all out of order today it's all
3: right um long day
1: guys
0: but today we're gonna we're gonna get into um we're talking about a little about immigration migration DACA, immigration reform i think all of us started to feel Mm -hmm. some type of way after um the deaths of the migrants in san antonio Mm -hmm. um and it kind of just sparks a little bit of something in us. Uh, so we want to talk about that today. But before we get into all that, uh, do y'all have any problematic people in y'all's lives right now? Mm,
2: people. Yes, there's many, 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 many She said, I got some. Um, Vanessa's a newcomer. <laughs> She's like, hell yeah, I got some problematic people. <laughs> I'm making this list. We need to tell somebody. <laughs> I'm just Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so like i said i work for a counseling center i'm not gonna say which one but it is so short in here in texas that you'll be able to tell who which one it is but anyway um you know sometimes you have those people that are really nice and they fill out paperwork and they don't ask you a single question then you have these other people on the other hand that you give them paperwork, and they have a million questions. And then you have this 1% of people that don't understand the paperwork, even if you explain it to them over and over <laughs> again. They just don't get it. So this lady called, and I was telling her, we're a nonprofit. We don't accept insurance. We work on a sliding scale. She asked me if her insurance could work for it, and I was paid for it. And I was like, no, we don't accept insurance. We work on a sliding scale. She sliding said, scale yeah,
0: means
1: but I it's
2: income-based, right? It's income-based, yes. So then I I told her the same thing again. She was like, but I want my insurance to pay for it. And I was like, but we do not accept insurance. She was like, I know, but can't you do something for my insurance to work? And I was like, well, we work on a sliding scale. I told this lady five times. And she was like, <laughs> okay, then I don't want anything. And I was like, great. Then she calls back and she was, nobody accepts my insurance. Can you accept my insurance? No, we cannot. Did she understand? No, she still didn't understand. Now we have her on the wait list. We'll see when she comes in for something. <laughs> so, and that was over the phone.
0: Oh, yeah. and oh, We'll see how oh. she's done in person. Damn. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Lenny, Maria? Um,
3: Lenny, do you have one? No. Actually, well, I don't know if it's problematic but it was just weird. We'll take it. It was just like weird. <laughs> like, um, at work. I don't think that she asked in, in a malicious way. It's just the way she asked it. She was very sure about it. I don't think she was, uh, you know, I think she was curious. But the way she asked I was like, what the fuck? It really took me back. But I have four fingers on my right hand. And it's, you know, nobody asks. It's just like, it's what it is, you know? And this girl, she's new. She's very like blunt about it. She's like, Does your hand hurt? I was like, What?
1: I was like,
0: Your hand, like, No, nope, she's a problematic. <laughs> oh, for <sure>. And I <laughs> yeah, was like, she belongs in this segment, yeah, Lenny. This
1: is, this is about, this, this is her. for her. <laughs> yeah. And I was
3: like, No, it doesn't. Like, it just, you know, it's like, whatever. Like, I've been like this since I was like kid. And so she, like, you know asked like what happened and i tell her she's like oh okay but it was so fucking weird because nobody has asked me that and like like that and nobody like i don't know i was just very taken aback very taken aback
2: mm.
1: but yeah
3: that happened uh, last week so i was like okay and she's new she's new yeah yeah she looks she mm-hmm. looks like she's like 16 I thought you were gonna say uh,
1: 16. Explains- I was like an old lady. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like an old lady. It makes sense. You're like that explains.
0: Six- I was about to say sixteen. Still made sense to me. I feel like mm, okay. That makes a little more sense. But like still, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes more sense. Yeah. I was gonna say fight her, but
1: that was literally what my there. intrusive thought was saying. That it's what, you know? fight her. Don't take advice from me, though. <laughs> yeah, you over here trying to fight people at the club. Yeah, we know, <laughs> we know
3: that. Oh my God, no, stop! Because I also remember something. Okay, so I have another another coworker, uh-huh. and so, he's so, so. He, he's a nice guy, mind you. I'd never noticed this about him until somebody else told me. Have you noticed that this person is like kind of bossy and he acts like a manager sometimes? I was like. And I, I was like, no, no, not really. And then I stand there and I think about it. I was like, fuck, you're right. And then after that, bro, after that, I'm like, fuck you, bro, because now I notice it all the time. (laughs) Loki, me at Best Buy when I used to (laughs) work. I was like, I never noticed it, and now, like, every time, I'm like, God damn it, bro, why you gotta tell me? See, I, like, now it's, like, I didn't realize, like, that was, like, a pet peeve for me until now. Because, like, that doesn't bother me, like,
0: but, like... It doesn't bother you, like, too bad, but, like, noticeably. But, like, it's there. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Maria? Um, I don't think I have problematic people, like... Like I do, but I feel like we're gonna talk about them later. Correct. So I'm just oh, yeah. like these are these are people in the media. Mm. But I oh. guess like something and I don't know if I've mentioned it here or not before. But people on Twitter really have a problem with my Mexican pride flag. And Twitter or TikTok? TikTok, sorry. TikTok people really be having a problem with my homosexual ass Mexican flag and I don't know why at this in what way people are just like they're like this is a disgrace to the Mexican flag or like it's so disrespectful and then like one time this person was just like oh like you do know that like the red and the green mean something And then I'm like, yeah, I'm a Latin American studies major. Like, I know. But still, I'm like, the red and the green are still there. Like, we just added a few colors, you know? So, it's just funny. At first, I wanted to, like, fight everybody. Like I said, sometimes it brings me satisfaction to fight with problematic people on the internet. But when it came to this shit, I was just like, I'm going to let it go. It's not worth it. You often think what y'all think. Yeah, I'm like... I've just accepted that you're homophobic and we're going to keep it pushing, you know, not to be
0: like stereotypical or to make not, no, not to make assumptions, but I'm sure those are the, the same, you know, Latinos or Mexicans that probably have like, um, blue line, American flags. Um, (laughs) Oh
1: this is yes, paraphernalia somewhere in their homes. So. Yeah, the the Latinos for Trump. This is the people. Yes, you know <laughs> sometimes like them. during my me neither. First, I we very much don't understand Latinos for Trump. So if you're a Latino for Trump, hit us up. I want to interview your ass.
2: But like. So well, I don't understand me. what what I don't understand that I don't understand the Latino for Trump thing. I oh my god, I don't understand their
0: mentality. My my problematic person is a Latino for Trump.
1: Oh, oh tell us, tell oh. us, please.
0: Okay, so a while back, so two episodes ago, Maria brought up um, a representative named Myra Flores. What is that her name?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all of us were kind of like taken aback because she's the she's a latina first of all mexican-born latina Mm -hmm. republican um Mm -hmm. and we we at that point none of us had like really read up on her policies or anything we were just all we were all just like a republican a mexican-born republican a latina a woman so we were all like "Mm." but we hadn't read up on her so we kind of like pushed her to the side a little bit like I feel like we didn't really go in on her because we didn't know anything. Well, now we know things. Um I read about her for like 3 days. Um mm-hmm. Shadow Kimberly, she also sent me like articles about her cuz yeah. I was like I can't live this. So, I just just a brief little synopsis about Miss <laughs> Flores. Um so she's in the 34th district which is all the way from Brownsville to Corpus Christi. Um, originally we had said Hidalgo, which is which included um McAllen. It's not on that side. So we were wrong when we said uh, that okay. previously. But it's still Isn't
1: the southeast.
0: Correct. It mm-hmm. is still majority Mexican or sorry, majority Latinos. It is like eighty five percent Hispanic and it's historically blue. So she flipped her yeah. her district. Okay. Um. So basically, it was a special election, though. So oh, the wow. the yeah. So were the, the the rep that was in her seat before her, basically the rep that she took over, um, was retiring. So he was retiring early. He wasn't going to retire at the end of his. Oh, I was going to um, say sentence.
1: Term. <laughs> the end of his Thank term. You. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> Um so he resigned she took a seat and like statistically um voter turnout is always low when it's like a special election or when it's like you know like a primary you know voter turnout's always low so a lot of what they're alluding that her success in basically is because voter turnout was low um, but you know, just to give a little background about her, she there's this, she tweeted out this tweet where she claimed to be the first Mexican-born representative um in the house. She's not. There's like five other people before her that were reps and they all tweeted at her like LOL what? It was so funny. If you can find the, (laughs) you should go up on Twitter and look up the threads because they're so funny. Like, Representative, ah, God, I can't remember his name, but he basically retweeted and was like, maybe you should Google before you just start tweeting stuff. And then AOC, (laughs) AOC commented and was like, they literally just be saying whatever. And was like, damn, it's a funny thread. You gotta go through it. (laughs) You gotta go through it. It's hilarious. Um... Also on Twitter, though, she's previously, like, tweeted, like, QAnon hashtags. Um, What is that? QAnon is, like, the belief that, like, there is, like, a underground uh, sex ring that's run by Mm -hmm. all... It's so convoluted, dude.
1: Like that Pizzagate stuff?
0: Yes. Got you um so she since like deleted those tweets and when she was asked about it she was like oh i was just like because q non-conspirators um they have a lot of other conspiracy theories like remember when they thought what president was going to come back from the dead remember remember earlier the no it wasn't lincoln it was um Um, jfk yeah jfk remember when they saw that jfk was coming back from the dead and he was oh, going to become and our then president
1: hella people hella people were yes, gathered where they shot him in dallas yes yes
0: right. you remember that? Okay. it's like right. people like yes. that okay <laughs> um so a lot of q non supporters also are trump supporters and believe that like yeah she also believes that the 2020 election was stolen from trump and she also believes that her own 2020 election was stolen from her because of voter fraud um because she ran in 2020 for a house seat i think it was a house yeah it had to have been a house seat mm-hmm. for a house seat and she didn't win um so
1: wow.
0: you know um she also retweeted that the the insurrection is that how you say it yeah the insurrection was like she didn't directly retweet this, but she or I'm sorry she didn't directly tweet this, but she retweeted basically a conspiracy that the the insurrection was caused by Antifa. <laughs> oh my! So God. she's all over the place. Obviously, she supports abortion bans. Yeah, um, she's very much a pro she, lifer. she is very much a pro-lifer. She is very much. I think her slogan is, like, God, country, and something.
1: Yeah. Um, yes. And so
0: she's, like, very, very much bringing in the she religious element. Financial.
3: I don't understand why, like, where is the separation of government and church and religion? It's, like...
1: There isn't one anymore. There is none. Right, there, there is freaking cur- is
3: Currently, it's, there's
0: not. <laughs> yeah. No, so... Yeah, the
1: second one. visible... It's Casper non-existent. Is a friendly ghost. I mean,
3: you literally she, have, no like, for real. In God We Trust and like the freaking like dollar bills. No,
1: I That's thought they took it off. That's what I'm saying. Like recently, they I did take off. The
0: I'm gonna of look at my dollars. Say, I ain't got my dollars.
1: I'm like, I ain't got no cash. I don't be Mm-mm. knowing nothing.
0: There was like a New York, New York. I think it was the New York Times. Maybe I'll look it up. I'll drop it in the description. Put out made like this long article about her and they talked a little about about two other latinas who are also right-wing
2: um but in this isn't article them, in, sorry isn't one of them the ones that said that um she had came to the united states because of gang violence and then she was like "But well, we should close the borders because we don't want any of those yeah. people to come yep. up here and i was like so pretty much fuck everybody else that's on the other side that is running because of the same thing. You're oh yeah, she she loves right?
0: Mida okay. I don't know if that's her specifically, but she does love to talk about how she came to the country legally. How her parents brought her here legally. Um her husband's also mm-hmm. a border patrol agent.
2: Oh, holy oh, god.
0: god. Oh, hail <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Yo, you know it just keeps
3: getting better. I remember one time um at my old job god i love her so much i'm not gonna say her name but one of my old coworkers, amazing i know she's gonna be an amazing lawyer one day but she got like border patrol as one of her tables and she like went at it to them like she like was on it i was i literally the entire time i was just like rolling solar and listening i was like damn girl yes queen yes <laughs> queen yes <laughs> queen
1: you're like, keep it coming, keep it going. Keep and going there was at
3: some point where they're like, They couldn't even talk anymore. It was the funniest thing in the world. She didn't get in trouble? Nah, dude. Nah, my manager, he did, the one that we had
0: that night, he, just, he didn't care. He was like, mm, you do you. <laughs> you do but like, one last thing, and it came from that same freaking article, and I sent it to you guys, so it's not a surprise to y'all, but she talked about how she thinks that... Um, preachers and clergymen basically should be more involved in politics because they know the people
1: yeah i saw that where she was just like they should basically be the politicians of the world and it's like
0: and like her her preacher like i don't i don't know what religion she is but like her preacher basically like backed her candidacy, like in the church.
3: Mm, now I'm curious. I'm gonna look.
2: That I up thought I thought if you displayed anything political, because churches are considered nonprofit, so they mm-hmm. go under the civil.
0: I don't know if he. Okay, um, so maybe he didn't do it in
2: church, but regardless, if you're a priest, you're not able to do anything.
3: Well, yeah, you can. Mm, uh, so
2: if you do do everything, anything with it.
3: You can mm. I think you report them to the IRS and then have then they have to start yes. paying Yes. Oh and yeah,
2: I they saw yeah. that. Profit. Yes.
1: Yeah. Because they don't like- pay
2: taxes. Yeah. And they don't pay a lot of things. They get all of their supplies, all of their groceries, clothes, the everything tax free. So if they were to say anything about it, you are supposed to report them to the IRS and That's why people like on on TikTok,
1: like when the Roe v. Wade decision came out, they were just like, if at your church or at churches, you know, they're talking about this politically or telling you to vote for X person or doing anything of that sort, you can file a complaint with the IRS so that it really hurts their pockets because people are just like, we know that churches are politically motivating people. Um, especially when we think about like in the white south right a lot of these like there has been preachers who have openly been in favor for trump and advocating for like all of these different things right and so people were just like the reason that they get away with it is because they keep their non-profit status or like their tax-exempt status so if you file that complaint they lose that and so the people are like hurt them where their pockets are so that changes begin to happen right so i do remember that and it's wild how it took us till now to be like there we could do this is something we could do because i didn't know that until like y'all said very very recently
2: Hmm. so it'd be wild yeah that's what i found out too it doesn't say what
1: her religion is but people are saying that she's like most likely catholic yeah, I think that in one of the articles that Kimberly sent us, it said that she was Catholic.
0: I'm trying to find that article.
2: Because
1: mm. her... Oh, here it is. is it's pro god
3: My Christian faith is a core part of who I am.
1: Not pro God. Yeah, <laughs> now we just slapping pro in front of everything. <laughs> Do you
0: remember when I? Not I'm, pro God. <laughs> remember when I told someone? <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember this, but I met someone who was like, "I mean, I'm not anti COVID," and I'm like, "Nobody's pro COVID. <laughs> like, no one is pro COVID. Like, even people who don't want to get medical. vaccinated are not pro COVID. Like, I was right, like, 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 "What are you? What are you talking, talking like about?" The <laughs> virus pro covid that shit was hilarious to
1: me one of the reasons why I think one of the big reasons for me that it's like so like it's such a mind fuck or like it's something that's so hard for me to wrap my head around that we that there is latina folks out there who are actively republicans and are like actively promoting like very problematic
2: like republican beliefs
1: Cause it's just like, especially like yes, you know, like but then you like, got your
2: other Latinx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also Republicans and have, and I think it just kind of depends on the where your beliefs are at, and what you're because mm. I know some some Latinx that are just Republican, money wise. Yeah, don't mm. accept all of the decisions mm. that are made. It's we talk that about is, that a lot. How like some after... of them are wrong. After you start
0: making a certain amount of money, yeah.
1: you become Republican.
0: That's fucking yeah. scary, bro.
1: Yes. <laughs> no, like, yeah. It's it's wild how income does have a lot of things to play. But specifically mm-hmm. with, like, candidates like Maida and stuff, like, or even, like, the supporting of, like, the wall. It's wild that that's something that, like, Latina folks advocate for, especially because, like, We have like a long history of migration to this country, right? When we think about migration patterns, like Mexican folks specifically, because they were the ones that were like, that there's more of a recorded history of migration when we think about, right? Or the one that I know about the most, right? Would, the men would sort of come, collect money, go back home, Mm Mm-hmm right stay home contribute to the economy right more stuff started to happen in the united states right new legislation that began to be like well we need to think about this thing called immigration people coming into our borders right so then in, people were still like mexicanos were still moving very freely across the border coming working going back home contributing back to the economy back home But then we start seeing sort of the rise of, like, programs, right? We have, and I don't know if y'all have heard of the Braceros program. Mm
2: -mm. Mm -mm.
1: So if you've never heard of it, I would recommend that you look it up. There's, like, this documentary that I can't remember what it is because it just makes me so sad. But it talks about the journeys of Braceros, right? So basically, think about it like a recruiter, a white man, um, or a like a person who sort of um knew any some type of Spanish right, so it could have been somebody from the town that was helping the white people, right, but there was also like this interpreter aspect of it. They would go to towns that had you know that had men and they'd be like we're recruiting x amount of people to come work at x amount of like fields right. So the men would have to, like, if you didn't live in, like, sort of, like, a border city type of situation, you would be traveling, spending your money traveling to this place where you had to sort of get in line to see if you were going to make it to the other side or not, right? But it was, like, a legal way of going and having job, right? There's a lot of stories of, like, braceros or potential braceros, like, spending, like, weeks like at a border town sleeping on the dirt to see if they were going to be able to cross and then once they were selected to cross right like one of the things that um was very I think really hard to see was the way that this was sort of a dehumanizing process so braceros would get stripped naked basically think about it like the ways that people sort of inspect prized cattle, right? You're stripping them naked, seeing if they have the quote-unquote proper qualities to be a worker. And so all of their things would get sanitized, but on top of just, like, their material things, like, braceros would get sprayed with pesticide to ensure that they were good quality men that would survive working on the fields. And this created a lot of health problems for braceros who... We know of have survived or have lived many years after that. Parkinson's is something that a lot of people develop because of the spraying of pesticides. So it was a really shitty time, right? But you would be getting sort of, think about it, sort of like a work visa to come in via the Braceros program. And so come here, right? They were living in like shit conditions because the owner of the fields had to provide that. And so with that, like a lot of braceros have like kept their pay stubs bro. people were making two cents a paycheck, two cents. And it's just like, like what the fuck? Right. So you're not able to one, collect your money and then go back home. When, when was this? This was like in, let me look it up so I don't give you the wrong dates. Um, But there was, like, waves of the Braceros program. And, like, it went through some different iterations. Um, Okay, I spelled that wrong. Braceros. Okay. So, it was around, like, the 1940s.
0: Bro, that's, like, not forever ago. Do you know what I mean? That's only, like, 80 years ago.
1: It's, like, not that long ago. And so, if we begin to sort of see, like, it was so difficult for them to cross, to make it to the other side. I personally would not be going going home anytime soon. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you suffered so much to make it through that if you're able to stay and send your money back, your family back money, like, I would do that, right? My family personally, like my great grandmother, she likes to say that back then crossing the border was like jumping across a little puddle because she was like, I used to roll up my pants, cross the river, and then be on the other side in Texas, right? So there is also still some sort of laxness to migration, but we've introduced this idea of like, you need to... um, show us that you belong here or you need to be part of the force that is working our fields right so i feel the braceros program really cemented this picture of mexicanos like you had to be
0: worthy Mm -hmm.
1: we we were workers since since that like the idea of like latine folks and workers was sort of cemented through the braceros program right And so then, as we see things happening, immigration starts to become more and more, like, restrictive. So then we have things like different laws that are coming into place, but people were still like, okay, I can still make it at home. Like, I'll just stay home, work on my family farm. Like, people still had some sort of, like, economic opportunity, But then in 1991, something called NAFTA got instituted, which is a national trade agreement between Canada, Mexico, and the United States, right, basically saying that taxes for imports, exports between those three countries were not really going to be a thing. And so that made it really difficult for farmers to be able to make a living, Mm -hmm when sort of like, I don't know if, I don't know if the right term is like big agriculture or whatever the fuck, they would move into Mexico where property was cheaper, where it was cheaper to pay workers. And you're like this mega company who like Driscoll, let's not that Driscoll moved in, but let's say Driscoll is a really big, like company that provides our fruits and vegetables, right? They move into Mexico, and because they're such a big company, they can sell you, uh, like, a container of blueberries for five cents because they have so much money, so many technologies, whatever. And then your local farmer, in order for them to make a profit, they have to sell you that barrel for 50 cents or that package of blueberries, Right. So it began to make like small family farms, something that was not allowing people to survive. So people ended up selling their farms or people ended up what looking for new opportunities and migration was always an opportunity for mobility. Right. So more people were coming to the United States because the United States created an economic environment in Mexico where people were like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, I keep growing my frijoles because that's what my family like harvests. But I can't make no money out of that because these big corporations are sort of buying us out. Right. Quote unquote. And so that sort of increased migration to this country. But then we start hearing narratives of the criminalization of Mexicanos and other Latin American folks, right? Especially after 9 11, we see so many increases in security and stereotyping and villainizing of migrants because the US administration of the time was selling this idea that terrorists were entering entering through our southern borders right and then a terrorist wasn't just somebody you saw from overseas but rather like latin american folks began to be coined as terrorists criminals narcotraficantes right all of these different things right which not only is there now a bad rep of like like migrants in this country, not only are we deemed as solely workers, but now the the journey across the border has become so dangerous that people are not returning back home. Right. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, immigration is an is only an issue of like recently. People are like, oh, we never had to think about DACA before or we've never had to think about X, Y, Z thing before. And it's more like when we think about the patterns of migration, how hard this country has made it to go back home. Is the reason that people are staying is the reason that people like a lot of these economies like in other countries are suffering mind you this is not including places like guatemala honduras and el salvador where the united states was literally the reason for civil war in their country and it's just like if you left so many like so much fucking civil unrest in my country of course this like picture of the american dream is gonna tell me like shit, people are getting shot at or being forced to join military groups in my home country. It's not safe here. Of course, you're going to make the journey across to fulfill or to have a a grasp at that fake-ass American dream, you know? So, and I feel that, like, for candidates like Maida, like, it's easy for you to forget of this history, right? And we've talked about it a lot on here, how it's just, like, We don't really learn this history in high school. You know, we're taught that NAFTA was a good thing and it was a good thing for all people and that the United States is the greatest country. But they don't teach us about all of these other things or all of this very specific history and how it impacts Mexico, Central America, and South America, you know? So I wonder if, like, Latinos would still support sort of border efforts if they were very presently connected to that history or even like aware of it
2: i don't think so i don't think anybody would just by hearing those stories know because it's not like we live in an era that um those stories aren't known of it's not like we don't have a tiktok that people talk about it's not like we don't have a twitter that people talk about their experiences and have had parents and grandparents do it Boy, so no i don't think so i just think that they there's entitlement yeah, that's also true it's like they were born here they had um all the stuff they needed they were born what, in wealth so of course they're not gonna look at it like that it doesn't affect yeah. them
0: i feel like there's this kind of sense and i think we might have talked about this before where people who came here legally have this like yeah like Vanessa was saying this entitlement or like they're better than people who didn't come here legally. And so I feel like that stuff kind of gets lost in the sauce and you're kind of like your, um, your, what is the word? You're like identifying with your oppressor type of thing, because that's yeah. not you. I didn't come here illegally. And so I feel like yeah that, All of a sudden, you've lost this identity because you came here legally versus someone else who didn't.
1: Yeah. It's like you're trying to be like, I'm not those Mm -hmm. Mexicans. I'm part of these ones over here. And I honestly think, and like, again, I feel like I'm coming from like a place of privilege because I'm a citizen of this country. Same. But it's just like I come from a mixed status household. So my parents are still undocumented, and I have family who are both DACA recipients and then also who were able to gain residency via another place. And so, like, when my family who gained residency, because you know how, like, if you enter this country with a visa and you stay here 14 years, you can qualify for a residency. <clears throat> the place. So that's how these cousins got status. And once they got status, like, they would look at us like we were the, they the scum of the earth. Yeah, they were just like, ugh, los nopaludos allá, los del nopalote con la frente over there. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, you still have that big-ass nopal on your forehead, but the only thing is that you legal now. Like We still look like resisted. cousins, but... <laughs> Right, right. But it's so funny how that, that piece of paper, those documents made them switch up and these cousins were just like i don't know they they were just like um people need to be more strict with daca requirements like why are we trying to give everybody citizenship and i was like first why all, not don't give people citizenship no like, i don't mean about clear, ci- right
0: <laughs> your daca doesn't mean citizenship. why not give yeah. everybody daca who can qualify for that it's not your fucking exactly. money like i mean it facts. is but like it isn't
1: facts and it's also just like just because of one very small choice that your parents made is the reason that you uh, like are able to get re- like mm-hmm. residency because if your parents yeah. would have just not brought you in with the visa of w- one difference you would have been a person who would have needed DACA to work in this country right but in that even at that I'm just like like you said breathe like why the fuck are you now the citizen police when the police was coming for you for lack of citizenship like it don't make mm-hmm. sense make it makes sense to matt it it ain't it really is not Mathin. you know, and it's just like now even like daca's back in the conversation right not that daCA was ever safe, especially not with old Cheeto man, but like <laughs> even now. You know what I mean? People are like, let's revisit DACA. The only reason we should be revisiting DACA... Yeah. 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 The only reason we should be revisiting was, one, to make an actual place for citizenship, and two, legalize that make that shit just... Like, why is it that we even... Right. Right. So I'm like, we just backwards all the way. I'm like... And I know, Vanessa, that you wanted to talk more about this, so I don't know if you sort of want to jump in here and... Share if you wanted to. I'm not sure if this was something that you wanted to share about, um, but yeah, so don't feel like I'm press putting you on the spot.
2: No, 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 it's fine. Um, it like, like you said, yes, a, a paper can make a whole difference. Yes, it can. I have uncle's dad, we have one that's from here because he got his residency and then he was able to apply for his citizenship, and now he's a Republican. Mm. <clears throat> no shade to he your knows. uncle but mm. <laughs> no he, he does she said all and shade. he voted for Trump <laughs> and yeah basically I got, I got guys, some of those he voted for Trump and um, he was like well you should get something because you're going to school and stuff and I was like yes but this doesn't I mean that y'all are making it any easier and it's not easy paying $500 every year and a half right? it's not because that comes out of our pockets and that's if you have a job and that's if you're not going to school and having a job because it's hard to even pay for school as it is because y'all do know that they ask add fees to DACA recipients for being DACA at school than just a normal and I was like what's the difference I have to pay this little extra amount of money because I'm a DACA recipient even though I know the language I know I've, I've been here my whole life And now that DACA is back into being talked about being one of those things that they might take off and we might be in danger of deportation. And I just applied for my residency because I got married. If that wouldn't have been the case, they take off DACA, I'm in danger of of deportation. I have nothing in Mexico. I have no idea where I came from. I have no idea what it's like. My Spanish is broken. My family is all here. So, in reality, how many people like me are there out there that have no chance of getting a residency or a citizenship that if something happens to DACA, they have that now it's like into engraved into their mind that in any way as soon as their DACA expires they don't have a job so they have to go work at the most minimum wage here in Texas is still 725 and and you have no chance even if you go to school the degree is not going to be validated anywhere because we wouldn't be able to do anything with it so it's just i have a
0: friend who's so fucking smart she's a genius um and she got a degree in aerospace engineer but a lot of places a lot of companies require in order to get into aerospace basically require like clearance clearances and you can't get clearances if you're not a citizen so she, because basically you're working for government agencies and stuff um and so it was like for her it was there is like what was the point I applied, I paid all this money for all this shit to go to this to be told that I can't, I can't get a job because I'm not a citizen.
2: And, and she's not, one of the many, like, what are they going to do with all the doctors? Right,
0: yeah. This one, the like, lawyers, yeah.
2: like They don't have the... Well, at least right now with COVID and everything, they, I don't think they have the luxury to be like, oh, well, there go all my DACA nurses and all my DACA doctors. Like, no. It's just, in so many levels, it's so stupid. And even economically, they're very stupid. Because if they were even to give us a path to citizenship, as expensive as they made it, people would pay for it.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: And the yeah, economy will all... go back up, so... And That's people. something
1: that my parents talk about a lot. Like My parents were just like, if the government would to have some sort of immigration reform, and if they were like, you need to pay $5,000 right now, each, like my mom and my dad. My mom is like, we would go into some debt. We would ask for some loans, but we would pay that money. And it's just like to show how desperate people are. Like, my parents are tired Of having to drive to work and be like, well, shit. If I get stopped, I get double tickets for whatever the ticket is, and then because I don't have insurance, like, don't have my driver's license. And it's not that they don't want to get their driver's license or their shitty drivers' right, but can't. They just can't. Yeah, I
0: feel like a lot of people don't know that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that they can't get. Yeah, that you can't get driver's licenses, or identification. Like, you can't get an ID. Anything. It's crazy. And they used to be able to. Like, my parents, like my mom and my dad, have driver's licenses that they got when they first came to this country at the age of Hold 19. On, yeah. yeah. And my dad, sometimes he presents his old driver's license, and cops are just like, you need to get that renewed. And my dad's like, Bish, I wish I could. <laughs> I really <laughs> I wish, wish I, I could. could. <laughs> tell, oh,
3: me tell me how.
1: I'll go. <laughs> tell me how.
0: Now, we're talking about the case in Texas. I know there was. Damn, some state recently that was, like, letting DACA recipients get licenses. I don't remember where. Massachusetts recently allowed
1: undocumented. In Texas? Yeah, DACA that's folks DACA can recipient. get licenses. Sorry, I mean... Um, yeah, undocumented yes. Yes. folks, yeah. I think it was, and it was New York, too, at some point. It was New York, yeah, yeah that's
0: what I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah. But see, it's very mm-hmm. few the people that will give it to undocumented folks. Right. So, um, even that, I'm like, it's fucking wild. Yep. And it shouldn't be like that. I don't know. It's, I'm like, uh, rolls eyes. I'm like, Ugh. yes.
2: It's hard. Like, what are they? I don't think they would ever overturn DACA because they know that they're getting good money yeah. out of it. Because $500 in a year and a half per person, like, that's a lot of money. So I, f- I don't think they'll... Or turn it, but
0: I don't either. But something. I feel like it's always going to be this back and forth where some, you know, some lower court somewhere tries to, or sorry, judge somewhere tries to, you know, bring it back into the courts. I feel like yes. it's always going to be like that until, like Maria's saying, until you make it like untouchable. Which I don't even know. But how if to anything, that.
2: that's the only thing they have ever helped us with. Because even before that, nothing had ever been done. Yeah, nothing. literally nothing. This is it's Obama gonna gonna era
0: shit, need. people. Like, this is so yes. recent.
2: Yes. Yes, that was in 2012. Yeah. So, it hasn't been long. It's been 10 years. Yeah. 10 years.
1: And I actually, I don't know if I mentioned it here, but like, I interviewed. Uh, students with DACA or students who were undocumented while they were going through college and there was one person that I spoke with who was like I literally missed qualifying for DACA by a month by a month like if their family would have come into the United like because like his passport was stamped but they were just like, like supposed to do it that's right By, like, a certain cutoff date, right? If, like, he would have gotten his passport stamped, like, a month prior, like, he would have been able to qualify for DACA. But because he was not within the cutoff date time, like, he was just, like, well, fuck. Like, he was screwed, you know? And it's, like, I also think that, like, it sucks that, like, when we think about the narratives around DACA, it goes back to this idea, like, you have to be worth it. Like you have to, you have to show me that you're the good ones, quote unquote, right? right. Like,
2: people that you're gonna are like, do why? something for the country,
1: mm-hmm. right? Like you have to be like top of the top, like cream of the crop, whatever the fucking saying is. Yes. And it's just like, why is it that you have to be worthy in the eyes of this country to even qualify for DACA? Because like I know a lot of young folks who were like, I did stupid shit when I was younger i got you know and now i can't qualify for DACA or like oh or they're like oh i don't want to pursue education or i don't do this or i don't do that so i don't qualify and it's just sad that even when the you know DACA is an option people still feel like they have to be worthy or prove their worth to like obtain it because it's just like like, if we just had yes. some comprehensive fucking immigration. Speaking before. of, like,
0: where... This is a really sad story that happened in college. I had a friend who I was pretty sure was, like, going through, like, um, alcohol poisoning after this party. And they were on... They were documented. And, like, they would literally not let me take them to the hospital because they were so fucking scared of, like getting in trouble with the Even law now. and i was just like dude like you could <laughs> literally like if you die in front of me right now none of that is gonna matter like you, i like right. and i'm just like oh my god it was like like those are the realities the stories that you know people have like that shit is to decide that dying or like being sick is way worse than getting in trouble Oh god that shit was
1: yeah. Well, even
2: now, as a counseling center tried to take like a phone intake, and we had somebody that came from El Salvador, and um, she told me I came from El Salvador, I know no English, and I started like we we need to ask for where they're living, to see if we can qualify for a grant, and as soon as um, she heard that I was um, asking her about her residency, and why she was getting counseling and stuff, she hung up. Because she was so scared that we had to do something with immigration. And it's even now, it's so crazy how some people are not knowledgeable that they can do so much more without papers. We had somebody else who got assaulted by his boss. And he didn't know that he could do anything. Mm-hmm. That he, he didn't want to go to the police because he thought that he was going to get in trouble for being undocumented. Wow. Yeah. It's, it has gotten that far. Like they don't know what they can do without being documented, and it's sad. It's so so sad because it breaks my heart. Because it's it's as if it was my parents. Because my parent, my whole family is undocumented, and but then you have the other side of those undocumented people that they try to group us all in. That are lazy that just came here to have kids and get food stamps that just came here to take advantage of them of the what the government gives and i feel like that's what the republicans are focusing on and that's why they're not giving any other immigrants anything i feel like there's a lot of people that lie because there is those people but they don't see that even within their own legal status people have people that are lying too and they don't see that they only see the, has, the Latinx community as that as liars right, right. that we steal so if you're you're american born so you don't have to be worthy things. to be an american
0: right you're just an american yes.
2: yeah yeah yes and then they group all of us with them but we can't group them all like that because then it's called just being racist because the racist word is thrown off like that now yeah and and i also
1: feel that like even when we think about like government assistance right like we said like people with citizenship of course like there's a lot of stereotyping on who are the people that receive government assistance right but why is it that like people that don't have like status like they're not allowed to also need help or you know because it's just like shit happens and it's just like sometimes you just need some help getting back on your feet you know so it's like why do you have to prove that you're worthy or even like with me like I feel like that narrative of like the lazy Mexican on welfare is such a big stereotype that like growing up like my mom was like no you can't take food from people like you like if there's like food drives at school mom which is like you don't take if they're giving you food back home like my mom grew up being so scared that people were going to think that we were like mooching off of the government or that people were going to think that they weren't doing the right job as parents but i'm just like people
0: still think that about like vaca like i don't know how many people know. i've come yeah. across that think people on vaca get to go to school for free
2: is, I, don't yeah, I don't know where these, I don't know where people get that from. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm just like if they pay <laughs> more, the they, they pay more than I paid yeah. to go to school. And so I'm just like
2: We cannot even apply for fast food. That's what
0: I mean. Like you you don't right. even get government assistance like
2: And it's like that with a lot of undocumented people. Yeah. They cannot even apply for so many things that people mm-hmm. claim
0: in some they places do. they get, they have they get um they pay out-of-state tuition, yeah, they, yes, in, or, international or international tuition, yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, if anything, they pay more than than anybody to go to school, um, on top of their DACA fees. So like, I'm just like, I don't know where that sentiment came from, but everybody's so like, or that, or that people on DACA don't pay taxes,
1: or that
2: yeah. immigrants don't yeah. pay taxes, yeah. Like I'm if sorry. there's
1: no Yeah, that was that was wild to me to even think about the fact. Because um, I I was in a film class where we had a speaker. We were watching a film called um Where is Dayani Cristal? Um, I don't recommend this for anybody who is gonna be re-traumatized by migration stories. Like, don't watch it. If you wanna learn more about the journey to this country, you should watch it. Um, but we were gonna watch that film and the speaker had like some questions at the beginning and it was just like is this true or false like immigrants don't pay taxes and you don't know how many of my white classroom roommates were like yeah they don't pay taxes because we would have a discussion after each question and these bitches were just like yeah they don't have a social security number so they don't have to pay taxes they've been living tax-free and i'm like bitch what the fuck
3: one of my
1: People really don't know way. One of
3: my uh, friends, um, she, um, one of her her white roommates, ex roommates, um, they ended up having. Which, by the way, she has so many stories about like her roommates. She's been always grouped with white people, um, and there every time I would call her, they it was like they did this, they did this. I was like, bro, what the fuck? You need to get out of there. Anyway, but one of her roommates, um, she they somehow got in this conversation about like undocumented people and she was like um well how do you get fi- um well y'all don't pay taxes right and she's like we do how do you think i get financial aid like we have to file taxes if i like how do you think i get financial aid bro and it's like so wild to me like honestly like i don't understand like how do you think people get financial aid if you're like hispanic your parents are undocumented like you need to get your taxes done to get financial aid
2: see and i don't understand where they get that from it's like i heard a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend say this it's like whenever Mm. i hear that i google it or i try to do my research apparently they don't know (laughs) how to do that because (laughs) it's beyond me it's, they
1: don't know that Google Wild.
0: exists I think if it kind of goes back to like that worthiness stuff like are they even worth like basically they're they're trusting whoever told them and that and stuff like when you're not even worthy to look up or worth looking up like the info to know yeah. about it
2: and those are the same people that are voting exactly now. yeah and they're basing their vote of a friend of a friend of a friend or I heard or that's their information that they have gotten and those are the yeah. people that are voting Speaking um, of voting, I forgot to mention
0: Myra Flores is up for re-election in November So if you're out in that 34th district Y'all need to get out there
1: (laughs) Flip it back Please Yeah, y'all better show up to them polls So we usually end with a recommendation And it can be a recommendation Of whatever you want to recommend Um sometimes given the topic sometimes whatever you want so Vanessa do you have a recommendation for us as we're
2: sort yeah, of for people to do their research <laughs> before they go out and yes. vote? vote 411 is because a good it affects it affects every single person right. we have new 18 year olds that are coming That's... in to this voting and they shouldn't just vote because a friend said that they're voting for this other person because it's not it's not prom (laughs) it's um it's something that affects everybody's life and they should do the research of who they're voting for what they what they represent um what exactly are you voting into and who you're voting into and what impact or changes it's going to make not only in your life but your community and as little as it is one good post Or one good article that you click on can change somebody's mind. So look at your sources, who, where you're reading it from. Don't just assume it's a good source because it has words in it. But also look that it has .org, .net, and use that to educate yourself. That's That's sound advice for sure. Very sound advice.
1: Check your sources, do your research. It's not that hard, people. Y'all, all of y'all have access to to the little Googles, some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, we need to resort to some books because those are still a thing. <laughs> we still have libraries. I feel like everybody has a phone now, so I'm just like, people don't go to the library. And we're always guess, connected but...
2: to them, so an yeah. iPad, grab something, and, you know, late at night, just Google it real quick. See who's running. And yeah. do it for all of us that cannot Literally, vote. Literally, I feel like voting is a... And if you don't know... I feel like, sorry, I feel like
3: voting is a privilege here. Like, honestly, um, so many of us, uh, people can't vote for many reasons, whether you're undocumented or you were incarcerated. Like, you can vote. Like, yeah. it's... If you can vote, do it.
1: Like, I insane yeah I think that my recommendation I have a few that sort of relate to the topic of immigration um so like I said if you want some films about migration um I this is like a docudrama so where is Dayani Cristal um is a good one to sort of get started it is very sad they talk about death um it's around the death of this man who was found in the desert so if you're not ready to watch that do not watch that it's not an obligation so I'm gonna recommend that but because I feel like it's really heavy um I wanted to recommend a book um and it's called Se Lo Trago La Tierra Um, it's a, it's called like, it's a Novela Pionera, which is about migration. Um, and I read it for my Chicano literature class. So it's called, um, Se Lo Trago La Tierra. And then the second migration recommendation book that I have is Peregrinos de Aztlan. Um, that is also a book that talks about migration. Um, if you want a book that talks about the effects of NAFTA, On Mexico, I would read a book called Destiny and Desire by Carlos Fuentes. Um, But these are just books and films that you can watch. If people want more films on migration, I have like a long list of those. um, So I can provide them if people want to reach out to me on Instagram or something. Because I feel that sometimes... People are lazy to read, right. but people will definitely pop on something on Netflix or wherever you stream your movies from. So I have plenty of recommendations for those, too. Brie, what's your recommendation?
0: Um, I don't have one. Um, <laughs> I know last week my recommendation was to get off social media, but this week my recommendation is to, like, read the news more like I love that you get your news from Twitter I love that you get your news from you know Facebook but like Vanessa was saying um we need to be fact checking ourselves so maybe maybe you go to like a a reputable news website um instead of reading someone's tweets um like I don't know like if you are working in an office you you make your home screen you know a little was that what it's called your homepage.
2: homepage. You? you make yeah, your home little homepage, page.
0: you know, some like yeah. daily news source that you can get updated on so you know what's mm-hmm. going on in the world. Or you
1: can sign up via email. And get email notifications.
0: Yeah, so yeah. just, just be aware of stuff that's going on. I mean,
1: we gotta be credible. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I think that also just like we can't just follow, like we said, people that are telling you right. what to think. We need to be yeah. able to gain yes. the full perspective. Yeah, you don't but, even do you that.
2: And it's not a trend. Yes. Like politics yeah. is not a trend. They have to stop using it as a trend. It's not. It's something that affects in the long run. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, That's... you know, a lot of people vote
0: straight party, but sometimes, you know, if you're. If you're liberal, sometimes your Democratic, um, you know, nominee may have some sketchy like political views when it comes to maybe gun control. I feel like that's a big one that a lot of um, politicians yeah. are um, split upon sure. when it like there's no yeah. really like um, party loyalty when it comes to gun control. So if you're, a, you know, a,
1: um, what is that called?
0: a one-stance voter where, like, gun control really, really means something to you. Like,
1: look into that. Yeah. But also, it's just like, it's okay to hold Democrats just as, Absolutely. as they're all politicians when it comes guys. to things. Right. At the end of the day... They're all trying to exactly. sell, us, sell us something. Yep. So it's just like, like, sort of reset. It's not a party thing traditionally or historically within right. the last few years some parties have been more against the people than others but that doesn't mean we just need to accept whatever the fuck democrats try to sell us and just be like whatever you say we're gonna do or whatever you say we're gonna believe no we need to hold everybody up specifically like no matter- um in primary elections right where
0: you're yeah. voting for the party member that most represents you, okay? And then they get sent off to run off sometimes. Like, you, that is when you need to be paying attention. Nobody likes to vote unless it's, like, a major voting day, like the governor race that we're going to have in November. Nobody likes to vote until those. But, like, primaries matter because if you get a shitty primary, if you get a shitty candidate from your primary or from your runoff elections, that's... Basically, you got a shitty Democrat um, candidate against a Republican. So, what did that do yeah. for you? Yes. Um, Lenny, do you have any um, recommendations? Honestly,
3: take a step back and just breathe sometimes, you guys. I feel um, like, for example, today, I forgot to breathe during my dentist appointment, and I literally almost choked.
2: <laughs> so
1: just remember to breathe.
0: Don't stop breathing. Great.
1: Um, <laughs> oh my god, that's a very tangible, like, it wasn't even, like, metaphoric, like, take a pause and just take a chill and Take a breather. It was like no literally like <laughs> breathe in and out. get Oxygen in your long. motherfucking lungs. <laughs> Dang. I love that though. Metaphorical and that literal. Exactly. Literally breathe. <laughs> Two and <in> one. <laughs> yes,
2: but also take a break from
3: yeah.
0: social media. Maybe a lot. True. That's always, always, lot. Yeah, always a and lot. It's
2: always and it 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 can be a lot. Politics can be a lot. A lot, a lot. So yeah. sometimes you just gotta like A reset everything well
0: guys thank you so much for listening yeah. as always rate us 5 stars yes. stream us on everything mm-hmm. I don't know what you're listening to right now but we're also on Apple Podcast we're also on Google Podcasts. you can also catch us on Anchor and on Spotify So, uh, catch us on those. Rate us. If you have all of those, rate us five stars on all of them.
2: Nothing less, guys.
3: Nothing
0: less. Yeah, we need the ratings. Um, You can catch us on all our social medias at Hijas Unidas. um, Facebook, Hijas Unidas. You can shoot us an Mm email at gmail at gmail.com. We'd love to have you on the podcast. As Maria said, like we will take people who oppose us. Like if you are a far right winger, if you're a Trump supporter, if you're a Latino for Trump, come on the podcast. We would like to hear you. Uh, I can't. If If you're you're listening to this, also because I don't feel that they would listen to this. Right, there is no way they got all the way to the end. Right,
2: (laughs) we're asking for Latinos for Trump.
0: (laughs) If you have a friend who is a Latino for Trump, um, bring him on here. Let us let them know that we want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. I can't promise that it'll be a pleasurable experience, but correct. We're gonna have so we would have so much fun, but um, you know, it would definitely be entertaining. Uh, for, us. for us. correct, also for us. I um, just that's what our podcast is for.
3: And eat popcorn while y'all do the talking and just laugh with my mic <laughs> muted because <laughs> I hate confrontation. But I will be watching. Lenny's like, I'll be
0: here to watch. More <laughs> <also> support. <laughs> I love me so much. But, um, Vanessa, thank you so much. Well, oh, go ahead, also, Maria. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. I was going to say oh, that. Okay. I was like, going to be like, Vanessa, thank you
0: so much yes. for joining us. Thank you so much for having us on. Having well, us so on much for, <laughs> for coming <me>. on. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thanks for talking with us today. Maybe you can come on again. Yes. Oh, definitely.
2: Bye. I love that. Oh, we love that.
1: We We that's why we're here. here. Um, Before we end, I just wanted to say um hashtag Greg Abbott is a musty bitch, and remember to vote in the in the fall. But we'll catch y'all next time. Bye bye. Bree usually says bye bye. Bye. I think yes, Eric did call me. He said hey. Yeah. See. Hey, tell him Everybody. that we don't finish recording until eight thirty. He said eight thirty. Why are you calling me before eight thirty?
0: <laughs> this is routine. Routine. Okay.
1: Not on Wednesdays.
0: He said it used to be Tuesdays, basically. So why are y'all switching
1: up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take you back. Fair. Okay. Bye. That's so funny. It's so funny because my partner literally texted me, "How podcasting? <laughs> let me live. Let me live my life." Dang. I
0: for I usually tell him like I'm recording. Don't don't hang up. But, oh, we haven't stopped. Bye. <laughs>